Hi again, everyone. This is Welcome to the Ville, the official podcast of the Louisville Cardinals. I'm Nick Curran. Hope everyone had a great 4th of July weekend. We appreciate you checking in on the podcast. You can get us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And we certainly appreciate you streaming the podcast, subscribing, downloading. And if you could leave us a rating, that would be great as well. Our guest this week, we welcome in the head coach of the UofL women's golf team, Whitney Young. Whitney, how are you? Doing well with everything going on. Thanks for having me, Nick. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for doing this. And uh, we'll uh, apologize in advance if anyone hears any random hammering in the background on this end. There's some work going on in our basement, as uh, my basement here at home, as we're recording these things from from the house. So uh, we'll work through that as much as possible. But in case anyone listening hears anything in the background, that is uh, that is on this end. Um, well, how how have you been? How uh, how's everything going with with everything going on that that we've experienced over the last few months? You know, doing as well expected. Um, you know, so far, luckily, my family and friends and our team and staff, we've all been uh, healthy and and um, are safe. It's just checking with our team because they're a little bit of everywhere, all over the world. Um, that's been the the hard part. They are far away, and just making sure uh, and keeping in touch with them pretty much every day, or at least every other day. And uh, it, it's been tough, honestly, because you know we have a lot of questions, but um, there aren't a lot of answers right now because things keep changing every day. But um, in March, you know, our season ended abruptly, like everyone else is in Arizona, and we didn't know what was going to happen. And obviously, again, everyone's taking this a day at a time. But um, most importantly, everyone is doing safe and healthy, and that's all that matters right now. Yeah, that y- y- team obviously has a very international flair to it. Um, is everyone is is everyone still at home, or is anyone back on campus? What, what's everyone's status right now? We do. We actually have um, Margot. Uh, she is from actually she has dual citizenship from uh, France and the U.S., but she's actually here doing a UPS internship. So we we're lucky to have her just be here. And at the time, it was actually you know safer here than in France. So she's here. Um, Lauren Hartledge, who is, I guess you can call it, they're calling it what a COVID senior now who's returning. And we're excited about that. She's from E-Town, but she's just staying in Louisville and, and you know, practicing here and playing in tournaments. Um, uh, actually, Augustina Gomez-Sisterna just flew up from Argentina last week. It's safer here than obviously down in South America. So she's here uh, still in quarantine um, as of now, but in a few days she'll get out and just continue to social distance, but be able to, you know, play and practice at the golf course. The others are still, um, we have three people still at their home, you know, overseas, um, but everyone else is here in the U.S., so it's, it's just kind of tough trying to figure out how to get the ones, you know, internationally back over here in the States, so. Yeah, everyone kind of having to, to go their own route. What is, what have you done to, to try to stay in touch with everybody during this, especially when, when there weren't? folks back here yet and everyone was still in their their separate places uh how how is uh how was the communication and kind of handling that you know that's where i've uh, learned a lot of more uh, about technology you could say um <laughs> i'm not that it savvy person here but as everyone else has been doing uh, zoom meetings microsoft team meetings you know we've had our strength conditioning coach on here you know giving them summer packets just that's kind of the best way to see each other, keep in touch and, and be there for one another. Um, 
obviously text messages, group messages, you know, pretty much every day, you know, someone's always adding something, whether it be serious or funny to the group. But um, right now it's just constant communication, whether it be individually or as a group, because we need to know kind of what's going on and how to help. And um, cause they have a lot of questions and we're trying to find out answers, but honestly, mostly zoom. So everyone can, you know, stare at the screen awkwardly and, and there's my, you know, you have some stuff going on in the basement. I have a three-year-old at home and that was always provided some entertainment with him running around and peeking in and, you know, doing silly stuff in the background. So it's, we've had a lot of entertaining things going on with our conference calls too. <laughs> That's what it's about. You have to keep it lighthearted. Exactly. I think and yeah, it might as well, might as well have a fun zoom call if everyone's going to be sitting in their little box. That's good. Um, uh, how, how much, uh, how much have, have your players been able to play? Um, I know there's different, you know, different places, different parts of the world, different States, uh, everything have had different uh, guidelines in terms of, of golf and, and whether that's a, an acceptable socially distant activity, but, but how much, uh, how much have they been able to get out and play? That's a great question. Uh, luckily here in Kentucky, the golf course is never, you know, closed. So they have been up and running and, you know, golfing has, uh, or golf has been the fun thing to do right now. But, um, our other kids, you know, in Illinois, uh, New York, New Hampshire, they their golf courses were closed for a couple months. They finally opened up in May, but then Murray, who lives in Ireland, um, their golf courses were closed for a couple months. And same thing in the Czech Republic. So uh, it was um, it was hard, you know, because they an so art and uh, Augustina, who's Argentina, like she put up a net. So they're putting up nets, you know, in their backyards and just chipping to little buckets, anything to try and improvise, you know, the golf swing or just chipping and you know, reading books. But now everywhere they're up in and going so we're like just promoting get out and practice and get on that golf course you know because they're open and it's you can you know safely social distance and um just get out there because a couple of our kids have already played in competitive tournaments too um that's still going on obviously we can't recruit but we're keeping up online and um no everybody is up and running now so we're good to go at least um for the golf wise anyways you mentioned it you kind of touched on it there what what has recruiting been like during this <laughs> very entertaining because again the NCAA <laughs> keeps uh you know extending the dead period which you know I totally get just right now but I need to stay safe and healthy but um you know June 15th we were able to uh call and and FaceTime you know uh, upcoming juniors so we were on the phone and, and I feel bad for the 21s and the 22s because I felt like they have gotten hit with some new rules and now COVID hit and just a lot of different things affecting, you know, their decisions, um, college decisions in a nutshell. But uh, we've, me and Dory have hit the ground running with that because that's been a huge deal, just being out of contact and communicate the 22s. We still need another 21 and uh, 222s, but they can't come on campus. Um, so we are providing, you know, taking videos of our facilities and our golf courses and just constant communication, sending them links, you know, on majors, our university, just a little bit of everything, trying to be creative. We had a drone go out a couple of weeks ago and, you know, do a little footage of our practice facility. So that's been fun to kind of see that happen. Um, it, you just got to get creative because the kids can't come on a visit and they can't see campus right now. Um, so some kids are just making decisions without seeing things or meeting coaches, but um, we're doing our best. It's, it's been fun. And we're just trying to think outside the box on what we can do um, with everything going on right now. 
some drone recruiting that's where we are that's 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 nuts um, i did not use that just for you know i'm again i would have no idea how to, i would crash it <laughs> yeah there, there's people that can do that though um uh, what uh let's go back to last season um you know a, a lot of success and what what was it like um your, your first season as head coach but then then it gets cut short with with all this uh what what was that like when when did you how was it how did you receive word that that everything was was stopping and and then how did you kind of relay that news to the team you know this this past year um in golf we're going to use the term as a practice round for me as my first year as a head coach <laughs> um <laughs> a lot of interesting things that happened um that you know you you figure it out and you learn because that's the only thing uh, to get better. You know, you deal with some things and um, it was just, uh, it was really fun though, Nick. But uh, where we found out that the, we had to come home, we were playing a practice round, Notre Dame host a tournament in Arizona. And there were what, 15 teams from everywhere, Mississippi State, Kentucky was out there, West Coast teams. And um, we were just playing what on hole eight, I think. And our administrator or mine, Josh Hurd, um, called and was like, hey, just a uh, heads up. We may be calling you all back, you know, uh, due to the virus. And then all the coaches started talking and what, two hours later we got the call. Hey, uh, we need you to come home as soon as possible. And obviously my girls knew something was going on. Cause I headed in during a practice round to talk to, uh, we had a coaches meeting. And so everyone knew something was going on. They just didn't know what. And at that time, Nick, it was only going to be like, oh, two or three week, you know, uh, postpone the season. No big deal. You know, we were playing in Auburn in two weeks. So we'll get home. Everybody thinking we'll let it pass and be back to normal. Um, obviously, that did not happen. But, um, you know, we packed up. People were heading to the airport. We were heading out the next day on our van ride back is when we saw the NCAA put out that the rest of the season was canceled. And mm. so we were devastated again i had lauren hartledge in my passenger seat right next to me and we both just kind of you know teared up and as soon as we got out the van i just gave her a big hug because we didn't know what's gonna happen her season was just canceled you know during a practice round um again obviously we're lucky she's coming back but her and megan nay another senior and delaney shaw who thought they had the rest of you know the spring semester to play just and again every other senior you know in america not in college just uh, their season abruptly ended so um there were so many feelings and just other girls crying in the parking lot, their parents or coaches. Um, you know, it just was hard to believe honestly, because everything happened within hours. It's just hard to explain. And um, so we came back and the rest of the team met us here at our building. And, you know, we just all gave each other a big group hug. Um, cause our international kids were heading back within a day or two cause their borders were about to close and sure. we knew we were going to online class online classes. So it was just, everything happened so fast. You didn't even have time to think about it. And it's like a week or two later. Um, and everything kind of hit then and Hey, this is for real. Like who knows when we're going to be able to, you know, be back together. Um, so what happened? We could write a book, you know, about all this. <laughs> I, I think there will be some, uh, some books <laughs> written in the not too distant future about a lot of the things going on and, uh, how everyone's experienced it. That's for sure. Uh, you mentioned Lauren Hartledge, obviously she was having an incredible year. Mm -hmm. Um, the third WGCA all American in, in program history and set a, a stroke average record for a single season. Um, how, how neat was it for you to, to see her having 
um, such a great year. Kind of some parallels between you both Kentucky natives, and and she was obviously uh, playing very well. She's just been, um, from the get-go, her freshman year, just amazing. I mean, leading on and off the golf course. But, uh, you know, she continues to set the bar here for us. And, uh, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen with the seniors, what, you know, NCAA or our university was going to uh, have happened. And after, what, a month went by, she finally came to me and was like, hey, I always knew I wanted to come back, but I didn't know the circumstances. And now that, you know, Vince approved everything, everyone coming back if they wanted to. She's like, I'm in. Um, Lauren has always been a team player, but just her statistics say so much. But she's a heck of a golfer, Nick, but she's an even better person. Always putting the team first. You know, it's always about Louisville. And she just wants to be back for another year to help our team win a conference and national championship. And that's what I just love most about her. Yeah, that, that, that said, those qualities, how important is it for her to be coming back next year for the team? Well, you know, she's going to have to, again, step up. Another chance for her to lead our team. Um, we will have a, an experienced team. We have two incoming freshmen. But, you know, Lauren's always done a great job um, of stepping up, and we just need her to lead even more because um, it is going to be pretty much the same team besides the two freshmen, so it will be easy. It won't be a big adjustment, I don't think, at all. Everyone's gotten to know each other, but um, I just want her to be able to feel free to speak up because everyone will listen to her. Um, because again, not only does she speak, you know, volumes on the golf course and has been our number one player for her four years here, she makes, uh, you know, great grades in the classroom and, um, she's kind of a quiet person, so she doesn't say a whole lot, but we're like, Hey Lauren, get out of your comfort zone, you know, step up and just, uh, don't be afraid to, um, kind of hold someone accountable because out of all people, you're the one that people are going to listen to. Yeah. And great that, that, that presence and, and her presence will be there um next oh, yeah. year we're lucky <laughs> uh, yeah that is uh awesome with an experienced group um want to talk about you uh a little bit and 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 kind of your career uh obviously this was your your first unique circumstances your first season as the head coach but um despite that how exciting has it been to take over um this program back in in your home state and and have a chance to to do that as as uh, your your first head coaching job nick it's been really surreal it's just incredible um to be able to come home and have my you know first and um hopefully only uh head coaching gig here at the university of louisville i mean i grew up an hour and a half down the road in little town glasgow kentucky and you know came to so many junior golf tournaments here in louisville people don't understand um how kind of a sneaky level is with golf courses and how many just amazing courses and country clubs we have here. Um, if you don't know about it and you come here, you kind of look at the map and you're like, wow, you have so many golf courses and they're really good tracks to be able to play on. Um, so that's why we kind of use a recruiting tool for that. Um, but no, it's just been amazing. I love it here. The community, everyone's so nice. Um, Louisville just, again, is competitive in other sports across the board. So again, we all continue to set the bar high and, you know, I've set expectations for myself and our team just continuing to move forward and get better and, you know, just always have a chance to win each tournament we play in. But, um, no, I, I'm, I'm proud to put on the red and black and we have a great leadership and it's just been, um, been a lot of fun, Nick, to be quite honest, a lot of ups and downs, but still I wouldn't trade it for the world. Well, that's, that's what it's all about. Um, what, what's the adjustment been like i know you had some time as kind of the the interim head coach with 
uh, with Courtney Trimble on maternity leave. But what's the adjustment been like being the the full time head coach? You know, it's interesting. Um, a lot of times it's I don't say rare, but you know, you go from assistant to being the head coach at the same school. Um, so again, Courtney Trimble was a great mentor. Um, I've been in three different schools, and now I get to call this place home. But uh, she taught me so much while I was here as her assistant. And then while um, she was on mater- maternity leave, I got to be the big boss in charge. And I came back, and I'm like, you know what? You, you don't – like, the assistant kind of sometimes gets to be the nice nice person. You know, you put the <laughs> cop, bad cop. And I'm like, whoa, like, I got to be the, the woman in charge here and be the disciplined one and just kind of like, hey, like, what's going on if we had a bad round? Or it's a lot. You know, you don't – you feel more pressure because all these kids – are in your hands now. I mean, I know that sounds weird, but it's just like at the assistant, like, Oh, well, if anything happens, it was, you know, Courtney's got to, you know, answer all the questions or do this or do that. But, um, I understood, uh, more when she was like, you know, you just got to think a little more and just be a little more proactive with things here and there. But, um, again, it was a lot of fun. I went to Hawaii with the whole team and I was scared half to death. I'm like, Courtney, what if something happens? You know, um, I don't have this person's number, that person's number. <laughs> it, it was just crazy. But again, so much fun. And uh, it did teach me a lot. Um, those, what, eight weeks um, I was in charge, I guess, while she's on maternity leave. And, and really did help me uh, into this new role um, as head coach now. Yeah, great to, to kind of get that that chance. Um, it, you mentioned it from, from Glasgow, just down the road. Um, how... And I know you had an incredible um, playing career, which we'll get into, but um, how did you first get into golf? How did that become your sport? Sorry, Nick, you cut out. What, what did you say? How did I get into golf? Yeah. How did you get into golf and kind of how did that become your, your sport? Well, interesting enough, um, I lived on growing up the number 12 green at Glasgow Golf and Country Club. And, you know, back then our range, if you want to call it that, was about 150 yards and um, you had to pick up your own golf balls. So not many people have to do that now. So um, every golf ball I did hit, I really took my time because I knew I was going to pick it up. <laughs> but um, long story short, you know, it's all about the golf cart, Nick. You know, every every little kid wants to drive the golf cart. Um, That's true. So I just, my dad would take me out a couple of times, let me drive around the neighborhood or the golf course. And finally he put a little club in my hand and it kind of all began from there. I mean, I played basketball. It's my sophomore year. Love that. But golf, um, I mean, I'm 5'3". I had no future in basketball, obviously. But, um, you know, just golf kind of stuck. And somehow I just kind of clicked and um, just ended up playing and actually turned out to be a pretty decent player, you know? Yeah, I would say a a phenom here in the state of Kentucky. What 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 do you think was tougher, uh, winning a Kentucky Amateur as a 13-year-old or, or playing in a state championship uh, at, at with Glasgow High as, as a fourth grader? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, it's so funny because all that stuff happens um, all the time now. So it's just crazy to think, oh, wow, that was a big deal back then. Um, but, uh, you know, when I was nine playing in the state tournament, actually in E-Town, um, I guess I was so young, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, you know, I was playing against, you know, people seven, eight years older than me. And uh, that was kind of intimidating. Um, but at least when I was 13, I had an idea like, hey, this is a big deal to stadium. I'd probably still say the stadium was a little more tougher for me because um, I knew what was going on, I guess. And I was playing against 
just a lot of great players um, at that time. I mean, when I was nine, I was just like, okay, am I done? Can I go get like, you know, some chicken fingers and French fries? It was just, it was, it was difficult though, because again, it was just a hard time being nine with high school, you know, kids. Um, but they accepted me and they supported me. And it was, um, it was fun because there's a couple other younger kids on the team too. So we were able to bond, but um, it was just, it was just different. I go back and um, see videos and little pictures and it's just entertaining. And, you know, like what, like I was so little then, like, how do I do that? But now people, kids, girls and boys are, are doing it all the time now. So that's the fun part that I get to see how far golf has come and uh, just established, especially on the girl side. And you had a, a tremendous junior career. How, how did you, uh, why, why Georgia? Why did you end up there? Interesting. Well, you know, that's a darn good question, Nick. It just, it just fit. It's like we tell our kids that are recruiting now, um, you know, go to a school and kind of, you know, see everything, visit it and just think if you weren't playing a sport, would you still want to go here? And I know it's cliche, but I visited a few different schools and I wanted to be at a top program where we had a chance to win the national championship. But when I went down there in my official visit, like all the teammates, all the players and the coaches, just it felt like home, honestly. But, you know, everything was close to campus, um, just a little college town. I know it's a big school, but it felt like, you know, everything was just right there. Um, and it fit like practice facilities, golf course is only five minutes away. Um, it, it just there's no right like answer it just fit um and sure. I, I loved it but now i'm in a different red and black so it's kind of like interesting you know red and black are the colors <laughs> yeah at least uh the colors don't have to change everything exactly. uh, everything stays the same yeah. um you you turned pro after your college career um some time on the futures tour what what was life on the futures tour like you know people think oh you're uh touring pro it's glamorous and all this and you know we were paying we were playing for just fifteen thousand seventeen thousand dollar you know checks if you want and um it was tough but again a lot of fun because you know golf is an individual sport so when you're in college is only time college and high school you know you're as a team but it really shows kind of what kind of person you are because you're on your own schedule you got to find what motivates you and you got to figure out what kind of schedule fits you you know the most because you have pro-ams you have housing you have um just a lot of things you got to deal with like workout schedule um do i play 18 holes five days in a row or do i play nine here and there but um you figure it out as you go and that's what we that's what me and dory have in common like we both you know played on tour so we can help our kids get there if they want but explain to them like hey it's not all glamour like you're gonna either be in hotels or staying in housing and fighting for every dollar you make out there but I mean I made some great relationships that you know stayed in housing or they came to my wedding um it is so much fun but it's hard work it really is um you're not paying you're not playing for million dollars on the future tour you know like on the pga tour or whatnot so sure uh and you, you did earn that lpga tour card for the for the 2010 year what what was that like being uh getting the chance to to earn that and and uh, getting a chance to do that. You know, again, um, a lot of fun. Wouldn't trade that for the world. Uh, but again, I tell my kiddos, because they ask, well, how'd you get out of, you know, playing and why? And I go back to the saying, you know, you drive for show, putt for dough, and just the putts, <laughs> the putts weren't falling. But I got to travel to a lot of great places. And 
kind of like um, college tournaments, you think you have all this time to sightsee, but you really don't because that's your job. You're there to practice, play, and win a golf tournament and move on to your next event. But, um, you know, the putts weren't falling that year, and then I had to go back to the Futures Tour, and then it's like, okay, you know, again, putt for dough, you know, that's that's my job. And if I'm not making a lot of money, it's time to kind of move on, I guess you would say. And that's how the whole coaching thing started. Yeah, how how it's did you? Out, obviously, <laughs> yeah, it sure has. How how did you decide to to go the coaching route after after finishing playing? You know, interesting enough, I had a friend um, who was coaching at Maryland, and she's like, "Hey, I, I could really use you as a volunteer assistant." Um, and I went up there and would help them practice and meet them at tournaments while still practicing and playing. You know, to be a tour player, and um, you know, I had a lot of fun with that. I really liked playing with the girls and making practice schedules for them. And then I'm like, okay, well, now it's January. Nothing's going to come open. I'm going to have to go play again. Well, uh, somehow, you know, again, must have been a blessing in disguise. Coastal Carolina's assistant uh, went to do a teaching gig, and um, I got the job there. I applied, and it all worked out. Um, So Coastal Carolina for a year, beautiful place. The University of Georgia's assistant opened up and was there for four years. Um, I'm a mater, so I couldn't pass that up. And uh, then, you know, I had a family and want to get closer to home. And here I am going into my eighth year coaching. I tell you what, it goes by so fast. Um, have a lot of gray hair, you know, kids, uh, but they, uh, they keep me young, very young. <laughs> that is, uh, that's amazing. And it does go by incredibly fast. Um, a few more for you before we, before we let you go. Um, you got a speech communications degree from Georgia. What would you, what do you, what would you be doing if you weren't coaching? Oh man. As you can tell, my speech communications degree has really helped me. Um, uh, I saw my Southern accent and I speak fast, so I still continue need to work on that. Um, you know, I always used to say I wanted to be a math teacher or a baker, but once I found out, you know, a baker had to be up like at two or three in the morning, you know, baking the bread, I was always a cupcake, you know, let me make some cupcakes and brownies and cakes. But um, I would say probably a math teacher and then what, bake cakes on the side. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that that would be a great combo. <laughs> I really love to help people and, you know, just watch people grow. So I guess, you know, being a teacher and a coach, are, you know, very similar. So it's kind of, again, just what I love to do. Uh we've been kind of asking everybody this uh during the the quarantine time when we really uh had to to stay at home um any what were you doing any sort of uh netflix or tv shows or anything else that uh, that you were doing to pass the time i wish well, i don't say i wish uh, <laughs> my my 3 year old was keeping me busy um just running in and outside the house and you know, you feel bad because we have some neighbors that he likes to play with. And it was, uh, it's hard to tell a three-year-old, Hey, you can't, you know, get close to your friends. Um, so I was trying to help him and teach him do preschool things while having conference calls, um, you know, put him down for a nap so I could actually get something done. And quarantine went fast for me because I was had him every day. So there were no time for Netflix. <laughs> no. Yeah. You were, you were definitely busy. Um, maybe some early work on math teaching too. Um, <laughs> what uh, have you, and this, that probably answered the next question, but, but have you gotten out to, to be able to play much recently? 
You know, uh, yes, I actually played the most. I've played in a long time. Me and Joy were playing with some, you know, friends and supporters a couple of weeks ago. I think I played three times in a week, which, you know, was is a lot for me. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Brought my competitive juices out. Very nice. How, how's the game? You know, not too bad, but I'm about a, a 12 or 13 hole uh, golfer these days. <laughs> I like that strategy. Um <laughs> That's that's what it, one I need to adopt as well. Um, and then one more wanted to ask you other other than of course the the home golf course here U of L uh, Golf Club. What's what's the coolest course you've played, or or maybe the one that that you are, are more most excited to to tell people you've played, or or kind of brag about that you've played over the course of of your life playing golf. Well. Um... I know people probably don't want to hear this, but uh, I was lucky enough, or I've been lucky enough to play Augusta National four times. Um, it's incredible. I've never been down to actually watch the Masters, but, you know, I'm like, oh, I just go play Augusta. I don't need to go watch players play. <laughs> but it is a beautiful place, Nick. Um, you just wouldn't even know it was there. You could drive by it. But I've been very lucky and blessed to be able to play that a few times. I still that need to go be- play Pebble Beach, though. Oh yeah, that would. I mean, you if you've played Augusta and Pebble Beach, there's not much else to do. I wouldn't think. I know. Well, Pebble Beach is on my 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 next list. I guess my bucket list when we get to go out there. So, um, what about you? What's your favorite place you played? I don't. I don't have many exotic places. <laughs> I'm I'm terrible. So uh, th- there's not much. U uh, of L Golf Club is probably pretty That's far up the list for me. Out there because we're again. Just so blessed to have that 20 minutes away. It's a beautiful place out there, and the facilities we have are just uh, pretty amazing. It is an amazing place, and if folks haven't gotten out to play, um, do it at some point. It's definitely worth it and always in in incredible shape. Uh, Whitney, really appreciate the time. Great stuff. Looking forward to uh, to everyone getting back and and being able to to get back out on the course and, and have next season and, and, uh, continued success. So thanks for, uh, thanks for spending some time with us today. No problem. Thanks for having me and wishing everyone, you know, healthy and stay safe out there. All right. Definitely echo that sentiment. That's Whitney young, the head coach of the women's golf team at U of L big thanks to her for joining us on this edition of the podcast. Again, it's available on Google play, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, if you want to check in, you can stream, subscribe, download, And uh, we certainly appreciate a rating if you could leave one as well. That'll do it for us this week. I'm Nick Curran. Thanks again for being with us. This is Welcome to the Ville, the official podcast of the Louisville Cardinals. We'll talk to you next week. 